Welcome to the Take New Ground podcast, where we champion the creative class and help them grow personally and professionally. Now, here's your host, CJ Alvarado. Hey, what's good, fam? In this episode, we're going to continue talking about perceptions and how they influence the, the action that we want from decision makers, how they influence us getting into the room, ultimately winning the room, and then staying in the room. The room, if you're just tuning in, the room is what I refer to as those spaces and places where decisions are made, where strategies are crafted, right? Where resources get allocated. Most of the decisions that affect us or our businesses or our careers happen when we are not in the room. And so the thing that's working for us or against us in the room is perception. And so I think people walk around with kind of a loose idea of what a perception is, but they don't necessarily know exactly what it is. If you don't know what it is, you won't necessarily know how to navigate it well and to change it or identify it. And so today we're going to go into uh, what that is, the anatomy of a perception. Now, I want to start a quick story. Five minutes into a pitch with a prospective client, I completely abandoned my slides, went off script, jumped off of the outline that me and my whole team had prepared before we were going into this meeting. And I did that to address a story that the decision maker in the room had about marketing. This was a CFO who was the person in charge of signing off on our proposal. And this person just seemed completely uninterested in our services and from the get-go, like just seemed disconnected and totally uninterested. Now, this wasn't, you know, me reading into neutral body language or reading too much into this person. I've learned long ago, just having having traveled and pitched and done deals in the Asias, in Europe, in Latin America, here in Northern America, you start to really learn how not to, or how to be cautious about reading into body language because every culture, you know, just functions differently. And so you learn how to process that a bit better. This wasn't that. This wasn't just someone with neutral body language. This person had already given me indicators about his thoughts on marketing. Like he had said things like marketing was fluff that did not contribute to the bottom line. And so my team started sending me some texts, you know, and I'd I'd take a quick glance, but essentially wondering like, what do we do? We're going off script. Like, why are we doing this? And here's the thing. The truth is your pitch, your presentations, your ideas, they're like a map, a map that helps you kind of understand your general heading, right? Where you want to go, what things we're looking for, what we want to address, where we're heading, our destination. But here's what I would say. The map is not the territory. The territory, when you're walking it, that always has the potential of things that are not represented in your plan or in your map. The map is not the territory. And so negative perceptions that are in the room that you encounter, they're like hazards on a road. You have to navigate them or your journey could come to an end. Now, a lot of folks I know just try to power through those hazards. Let's just stick to the script. 
And without understanding the perceptions that are existing or navigating them or dealing, you know, with the perceptions that exist in the mind of the decision makers, you're going to have a really hard time inspiring the action that you want because it is those little stories, those perceptions in their head that drive behavior, not your words, not your product, not your services. We know this. There's a ton of psychology and behavioral science to back up that it is stories that drive behavior, not rationality. We'd like to think that what drives behavior is rational thought. But what we understand is that it is the more irrational parts of us, you know, that that oftentimes influence decision. Uh, there's a great quote that says, we're not thinking machines that feel, we're feeling machines that think. We feel and then we try to think our way through it. And so addressing, not addressing perceptions when you know they're in the room is dangerous. And so when you, when you, you know, pick up on a negative story or perception in your audience mind, it can undermine your pitch. It can even undermine a career. People wonder like, why am I not growing in this place? Why am I not getting offered opportunities in this organization? Oftentimes it's not because they don't work hard or they don't have some talent. Now you need those two things, right? But most of the time there's a perception there. So let's let's understand perception. We're going to do this in a really simple way. And I'm going to admit this is not the most like this is not the end all be all on perception, but I've read countless books on this topic and going to bring to us I think the thing that's most simple, easy to understand and apply, most importantly apply. So perception can be broken down into these two elements, I guess. Perception equals your self-presentation, how you carry yourself, and the baggage of the beholder. The decision maker has some baggage. We're going to spend most of the time on this podcast, this episode, on the baggage. But let's just cover self-presentation. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. And I think y'all get this. Self-presentation is about how we carry ourselves, right? How we dress, you know, how we carry ourselves. And in every, every organization kind of has a different standard for this. If you work in financial services, you may have to button it up a bit more than if you worked in a startup, right? So this is somewhat relative how we carry ourselves, but it does matter. It does communicate something to people. But your energy matters as well. So when you enter the room, you know, do you are you making withdrawals of the energy? Are you are you draining the room of its energy or depleting it? Is your team depleting the energy in the room? Do they evoke confidence or do they just kind of bring up anxiety in others? Right? Maybe you're the challenger in your in the room. Right, you're the one who kind of is always asking the questions. You're always challenging some of the ideas. That's actually okay. Self presentation isn't about conformity. It's more about clarity, more about clarity of who you are, but most importantly, how what you bring to the table also brings value to the organization. So, someone who constantly challenges without also bringing value or can demonstrate bringing results would drain the room of the energy. But we make exceptions for people who are challengers because we know they're trying to help us win. They're trying to make us better. 
We just have to know, we just have to have the perception that you're trying to make us better. Maybe you're not a challenger. Maybe you're an encourager. Maybe you're a strategist. Maybe you're a pioneer. Maybe you're like a a motivator. Maybe you're a maximizer. It doesn't matter, right? Again, clarity of who you are is the goal, except you have to show. There has to be a perception that whatever you are, you're trying to bring value into the organization. That's critical at these stages to get in the room, to be in the room, to stay in the room. It's really about value. Most people just conform, and I talk about a whole episode. I talk about this in a whole episode. Most people just conform to be nice, which is so detrimental and does nothing for them really in the end, but we're not going to get into that. Self-presentation, it's not just about how you look. It's also about having a point of view on things. So when you're an individual contributor, oftentimes you're in settings where you're just you're telling your boss, hey, this just isn't right, or I have this problem, or so-and-so said that we couldn't move on this when you, when you said we could. And you're just kind of bringing up, you're spotting problems. Well, when you get in the room, you all of a sudden are expected to not just be a problem spotter, but to be a problem solver. So as you present yourself, you need to be intentional about not just spotting problems, but having ideas or a point of view or perspectives or even recommendations on how you can solve the problem. A great book by David Marquet. Uh, I got a chance to interview him. Uh, Turning the Ship Around, I, I think is what his book's called. One of my favorite, favorite leadership books, but he talks about the leadership ladder and how, you know, at a certain point of influence, you no longer are expecting to tell people what to do. You're expecting them to give a recommendation or a point of view or what they intend on doing to solve a problem that they're articulating to you. I love that. So that's self-presentation is the first part of what builds or makes up a perception. The second is the baggage of the beholder. Now, decision makers whether they're a banker, a CEO, a senior pastor, whatever, they all have experience with others who have similar characteristics or hold a position or your age or who look like you. They have, if, if they have bumped heads, for example, with creatives in the past, they may lead from those experience in the present. So if you're the one who just so happens to be moving into a leadership position as this creative and you work with someone who's like this, you will have to address the baggage right away so that their perceptions that, that have kind of compiled, right? This is the baggage, the, 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 the perceptions and experiences that they've collected over the years don't subtly work against you. Maybe they have certain ideas about women in leadership. Come on now. We know a lot of people do. Maybe they carry thoughts about marketers. Uh, Maybe they've got you pinned for a certain type of leader. I don't know. I've heard CEOs refer to creatives as touchy or disconnected from the real business goals and only concerned with being, quote, cool or making things pretty. I played in that. I played into that early in my career without realizing the damage it was creating for myself, my own career, and even for my team. Ultimately, that worked against me winning the room. I may have been in it, but when I was in it, I wasn't addressing the things that would help me consistently win it. And that's what we're trying to do here. Get in it, win it, and stay in the room. 
The best approach is to address these perceptions when you see it. So on one occasion, I was part of launching a new product for a large tech company in San Francisco. I already knew in this company, trust between marketing and the senior leadership was shaky. So in my first marketing pitch, I addressed the baggage of the beholder. Before I get into this marketing campaign, I said, I'd like to stress the business objectives that we're trying to achieve with this campaign. I did that because I wanted to show the CEO that as a creative team, we understood what the exact problems were, what the goals were, and that this team was using all of their creative efforts to solve those problems. Immediately, I remember the CEO, like his, his, he kind of like breathes a sigh of release. He was of relief. He was disarmed. And then we demonstrated a very clear understanding of what goals we needed to achieve. We had a great meeting that day. And really from that day on, we found we had a newfound openness between marketing and senior leadership. This wasn't about playing political games. This wasn't about doing anything like that. This was about how we build trust and most importantly, how we address and remove the baggage that would slow our entire team down. Remember this, success and growth, dude, it's a team sport. No team moves quickly without understanding what ideas, stories, and assumptions that they carry about one another. Now, the truth is, everyone has a little bit of baggage. There's not much we can do about it. This is how humans are. We lean on our perceptions to make decisions. When someone buys a Louis Vuitton purse, it's a perception or a story about status and style, about uniqueness, about something that drives that behavior. We know this is what dictates much of our decisions, if not all of it, as humans. So everyone's got a little bit of those perceptions and baggage that they've carried and collected over the years. Our job is to identify it and to address it. Curious how you guys have seen perceptions at work in your own life and in your own career. I'd love to hear more about it. Until next time. Five, four, three. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow CJ on all social platforms at CJ Alvarado. 